In last week's episode, we talked about the silent man syndrome and how it's a problem for many of us as men today. We talked about all kinds of ramifications of it and why we had it. And we really came down to the fact that insecure men stay silent. Busy men are silent men. Distracted men are silent men. And shameful men are silent men. Now, naming the problem, that's the beginning of the solution, but we've got to do more as men. So I encourage you, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, listen to it first, then come back to this week, because this week we're going to be talking about how to overcome the silent man syndrome and make you a more powerful man. So let's jump in. Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. I'm glad you made it here for episode 93, Overcoming Silent Man Syndrome. A lot of positive feedback on last week's episode and how a lot of men out there are dealing with the whole silence problem. And we talked about why it is. And and this week, we're going to talk about how to overcome that. And I want to start by talking about one of my favorite things about school. And it was the first day of school. Now, you may say, okay, you were strange if you liked the first day of school. Well, it wasn't school that I liked. My favorite part of the first day of school was watching the transformations because you just never knew. You know, girls who the year before, they were okay. You know, they were cute, maybe. And I don't know, you just didn't really notice them. But then all of a sudden, they come to school the first day after summer. You know, they've done their hair. They've done all kinds of stuff. And you're like, who is that? You know, and that's why I think every one of us, you know, the first day of school was always so important. You know, I got to I got to make sure to wear all new clothes. I got to do this. I got to do that. But it was amazing to me how some of the girls would transform. So you kind of looked forward to the first day of school to say, you know, who's going to be the new transformation? Who's the person who's going to come? And I think that's just something that we as men like. We like transformations. We love them in movies. Look at some of the movies that men love. You take a Rocky movie. You know, Rocky in the beginning was was kind of a bum. I mean, Nick Mickey even said that about him. You know, you're a bum. And, and that's what we kind of thought of Rocky. We saw him. He was kind of a two-bit hood and, you know, messed around a boxing. But then he got his shot. And so what he did is he began to train and he began to train like crazy and the music starts and I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because it's such a, a pivotal scene in every movie. I remember Rocky too, uh, the scene where his wife is laying in the bed and she had been sick and she kind of comes to and she looks at him and says, when, you know, just things like that for, for men, it's like, yes. And then of course you cue the music. You've got the video montage, and in about two minutes, you know, Rocky changes, and he becomes, you know, one of the best boxers in the world. And and we see that in sports movies where all of a sudden a team that had been playing terrible all of a sudden starts playing together, and it's always after a video montage. It just happens that way. And and I kind of wish that life was that way, don't you? We love it in movies. We love to, to watch it. We eat it up, especially as men. But life is just not like that. There's a reality to life that I think sometimes slaps us in the face. Movies set us up. 
you know, movies are a two hour time frame where someone has a problem, solves the problem, and then, you know, wins the girl or whatever by the end of the movie. And that's just not real life. Change takes work. And it's a lot longer than a song with a video montage in our life. And I think we've all seen that. And as men, if we want to overcome the silent man syndrome, we've got to work on the long game. We've got to do some things that are going to take a while. So what do we have to do? Well, the first thing is we have to plan and play the long game. You've got to play the long game. And then you've got to travel the inward journey, which is a journey a lot of men are scared of. And then you have to decide your why. As men, we have to decide our why. We have to know why we're doing this. Those three things, playing the long game, traveling the inward journey, and deciding our why is how we're going to overcome the silent man syndrome. All right, the first thing we want to talk about is playing the long game. Now, for most of us as men, the silent man syndrome didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen just right away. There wasn't a button that was pushed or a light switch that went on. It's often a process. And a lot of it started when we were younger, but then it developed over the years. And you've got to understand that because it's important to know that because changing doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to be easy. I mean, you found that in your life. Change takes time. Look at the way some people approach trying to lose weight. And I've, I've seen guys do this. Heck, I've been the guy who's tried to do this. You know, you want to you wanna drop your weight. So you're like, okay, for the next two weeks, I'm going to eat, you know, one thing a day. That's it. I'm going to eat one boiled egg a day. And that's all I need because it's protein. I won't have any carbs. You know, I'll drink water. I'll do this. And you're miserable. You maybe make it two days. And what you're trying to do is solve a long-term problem with a short-term solution. Life just doesn't work that way. If you want something to be long-term and long-lasting, you have to play the long game. You've got to do that in every area of your life. You know, I just gave the example of weight, but when it comes to us really changing in a lot of these areas, we have to play the long game. And being silent is another thing that to overcome, you've got to decide to play the long game. And when I say play the long game, what I'm really talking about is how we have to decide that, you know, I'm going to start making small incremental changes. And I'm going to build those changes over time. You've heard people talk about, you know, if you improve 1% a day, you know, and you say, well, that's not that much. It's only 1%. Yeah, but after 30 days, that's a 30% improvement. After two months, that's 60% improvement. Three months, you're almost at 100% improvement. And that's just if you just do 1% a day. And that's the key to really overcoming most things in our life. We don't try to fix everything at once. We shouldn't try to do that. I talk with men who are struggling in their marriage. You know, they're struggling with their wife. They're struggling with communication. They're not very good at it. And they want to fix everything. So they, okay, I'm going to fix it. So they go out and buy a book and they start trying to do everything in the book all at once. 
You know, they're going to bring home flowers. They're going to call her 15 times a day. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to sit across from her and say, tell me what you're feeling. And they're going to do it all in the first three days. Well, that's going to overwhelm your wife. She's going to think, what have you done wrong? That's going to be her her thing. She's going to say that to you. Okay, what'd you do? What'd you break? What'd you spend? You know, did you have an affair? You know, she's going to go nuts trying to figure out why you've changed all of a sudden. And then you'll get mad and be like, I was just trying to fix everything. But you were doing it too fast. And it kind of came on too strong. I've seen men do that with their kids. They, hey, I want to build a better relationship with my kids. And they think it's going to happen in one week when they haven't had a relationship with their child for maybe the last 10 years. It's not going to happen right away. You can't fix everything at once. And if you try, you're going to fail. And then you're going to get discouraged. And that's what takes a lot of men out. Men try to change. They try to do these things. And then when it doesn't happen because they try to do it too fast, they get discouraged. And they just decide, you know, I'm just done. I can't. And a lot of guys on the inside have given up trying to improve, trying to get better. But you've got to learn to play the long game. And what that means is you take it step by step. You don't get ahead of yourself. You don't try to fix everything at once. You just say, okay, I'm going to get a little bit better today. I'm going to improve in this one area. Now, this will take longer, and you're going to have to be patient. And I know patience is hard, but it's what the problem for a lot of guys is they try to do it too fast, and they're not prepared for it. It's just like working out or doing something. If you try to go and all of a sudden I'm going to run a marathon, and you haven't done anything, it's not going to work. You know, I mean, even if you shove, what was I think in the office where he's eating fettuccine Alfredo before a 3K or a 5K and he's never run a day in his life, it didn't turn out so well. You know, but the long game, the reason you take it slow is you develop muscles so you can do the long-term stuff, the long-term success. It's like training for triathlons. When I started getting into triathlons, I figured out something. Triathlons are not all the same distance. You've got sprint triathlons. You've got Olympic distance. You've got a half Ironman, and then you've got a full Ironman. I only thought everything was a full Ironman, but it's not. Sprints are much shorter and much easier to do. And you start doing those, you get your confidence, you get some muscles, and then you can move up to the next one. And then you can move up as you want, or you can stay at the shorter ones. You don't have to do the super long ones. But by doing it, you build up your muscles to handle the challenge. And that's what you want to do. The long game is you deciding, I want to win the war, not just the battle. And so what you have to do is say, okay, if I'm going to overcome a silent man syndrome, if I've got some areas that are causing me to be silent, causing me to step back, I've got to decide to take the long-term strategy. I'm going to play the long game. Because your goal is total victory over the problem, not just a quick, short-lived win. All right, the second thing we want to talk about when it comes to overcoming the silent man syndrome is the fact that we have to travel the inward journey. The inward journey for men is them going into the land of their own thoughts and feelings. Now, don't worry. 
I'm not telling you to sit in a circle with other people and stare at your belly button or chant or, you know, smell incense or cry. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that you have to realize as a man that your passion, which is your your feelings, your energy, uh, your emotions, that's part of who you are as a man. You don't want to run away from it. And a lot of guys do that. And so they become silent. You know, someone says, how do you feel? And the man's like, I feel hungry. You know, and it's just not true. Men feel, men feel incredible passion. It's part of our nature. It's part of makes, it makes us who we are. Men are competitive. Men get very into things. I mean, it could be the goofiest thing in the world and put two men there and they're going to turn it into a competition. Why is that? Because men have incredible passion. They have incredible feeling. And what they want to do is understand that because when you understand that, it helps you live a stronger, better life. Now, I'm not saying you have to show it. I'm not saying men have to be emotional. You don't have to be emotional to feel deeply. But you're a man, which means you do feel, which means you're actually very passionate about some things. And what you're doing when you're kind of ignoring that part of your life you're missing one of the most powerful parts of what makes you a man. You want to tap into your thoughts and feelings. You don't want to run away from them. I'm not saying you're going to sit around and cry. I don't care if you cry, but you can know how you feel. You can know if you feel angry. You can know if you feel sad. Those are normal things. And you know what? When you get in touch with those feelings in you, you can actually empathize with other people. It'll make you a better leader. You'll be able to serve people in a better, stronger way because you'll be able to connect with them, not just through what you think, but also how you feel. And you say, well, men don't do that. Well, they're missing out because men who change the world are men of passion, men who've gotten into the inward journey and they've gone down and figured themselves out. And what you have to do as a man is dig down and find out why you're insecure, why you have shame. You know, those are some of the things we talked about last week that cause us to be silent. And we have to find out what's the foundation of that insecurity? What's the foundation of that shame? You know, because those are the things that are keeping us silent. And if you never figure out what it is, you'll never overcome it. If we're silent as men out of insecurity, we've got to recognize it. We've got to see it. Now, it will be uncomfortable. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but anything worth doing is usually pretty uncomfortable. You know, when when men are trying to fix something or build something, it's usually not that great the first time. It's uncomfortable. They've never done it before. And you've got to overcome that insecurity that way. The same thing with shame. Your shame has to be dealt with. You've got to find the right way to get rid of it or the weight of it will drag us down. A lot of men struggle with shame. They struggle with maybe things they've done or things they've thought about, and they need to deal with it. Now, you may or may not be a person of faith, but shame can only really be dealt with when faith is brought into your life. I mean, Jesus is the only one who really took care of shame, and he's the only one who can help you with it. So I would encourage you, even if you're not a person of faith, kind of check into it, because if you really want to deal with your shame, That's really the only way. Now, too many men are allowing their insecurity and shame to take them out. 
The discomfort of dealing with it keeps them from really speaking up, keeps them from, from really acting out the way they should. They're playing the negative feedback in their head all the time, and it sabotages us as men. So what we have to do is start dealing with the hurts and hangups in our lives. Now, men are tough physically, no doubt, but emotionally, men get hurt very easily. And you may say, what are you talking about, David? I don't care. I don't care what people think of me. You may not care about what everyone thinks of you, but there are people we do care about. All of us do. I've seen guys who've been devastated by the lack of father figure or a bad father figure in their life, and it messes them up their entire life because they never deal with it. I've seen guys who've been really hurt by women, hurt bad, and they just pull back. They're like turtles. They go into their shell and they think, I'm not going to get hurt again. And you see, as men, if we don't deal with those hurts and hangups, it's like carrying an extra 50 or 100 pounds when we're trying to move around. It's going to slow us down and it's going to keep us silent if we never deal with it. And what happens is all of these things cause a lot of guys to play tough on the outside. And what they're doing is they're just in that turtle position. They say, hey, I'll never get hurt again. I'm not going to get close to anyone again. Well, that's just going to hurt you. And the key for us to deal with all of these things, to deal with the insecurity, the shame, the hurts, the hangups, is to not do it alone. These kind of deep issues, they take work. And you know, you're just not going to be able to do it by yourself. So I want to encourage you, get some coaching, find people who can help you, get some counseling, read books, do podcasts, do whatever you need to do as a man to grow and get better. You know, this is like working out in an emotional and mental way. That's how I explain counseling to people, that a counselor is just an emotional and mental coach, someone who's helping you on that inward journey. And some of us have never done that before. So we need help. You know, sometimes around the first of the year, if you ever go to a gym, you watch people who've never gone to a gym in their life, and they're trying to figure out how to do the machines, and they have no clue what they're doing. A lot of men are like that in their own inner journey. They're trying to figure out their thoughts and feelings. They're trying to deal with their insecurity, their shame, you know, their hurts, their hangups, but they have no clue what they're doing. That's why I'm saying get a coach. Get someone who maybe does some counseling, read some books, listen to podcasts, do those things that you need to do to grow, and that'll help you take that inner journey. It'll make you a better and stronger man, and you won't be silent. You'll have something to say. All right, guys, the third area we want to hit when it comes to overcoming silent man syndrome, is we need to decide our why. Here's the truth. Priorities don't happen by accident. They just don't. You don't stumble out of the house one day and go, look, my priorities, they've been out here the whole time. Let me pick them up. Let me put them into my life. It just doesn't happen. People who don't prioritize on purpose, they don't do a very good job with their life. And a lot of guys, what they do is instead of picking their priorities, they just get busy. And what they do is they let life just kind of lead them along. And other guys, what they do is they're like, okay, priorities. I don't know what my priorities are. So I guess I'm working 
So let me make money my priority or let me make success my priority. Let me make a new house, a new car. Let me make these things my priority. A lot of men do that, not because I think they're trying to be jerks. I think they just don't know anything else. And it just is easy. You know, if you make more money than someone else, that's an easy way to keep score. Men love keeping score. I mean, kids keep score. Everybody keeps score. And that's how men do it. But they're not doing it on purpose. And even if they are, it's not a very good purpose to live. And what happens is that becomes their life because they've never really picked their own priorities. Now, priorities in your life flow from your why, which comes down to, I know, it's, a, it's kind of a deep philosophical question. And you say, are you just telling me I need to be deeper? Yeah, I am. And I'm not saying, again, you have to get weird or do anything freaky. I'm just saying, answer the question in your life. Why are you here? What's your life all about? And you say, well, that's stupid. You know, I'm too busy to think about that. I'm just trying to survive. That's the problem. Because when you live in a survival mode, you'll always be surviving. You'll never stop surviving. And the next thing you know, you'll have survived all the way to retirement, all the way to old age, and still not know what your life is about. And then you're going to start looking back on your life and you're going to start regretting. See, what I'm saying you need to do is figure out your why now. And you say, why is that so important, David? Why do I need to figure out my why? Well, it's the foundation of everything you do in your life. And you're like, everything? Literally everything. If you know your why, then you're going to be able to manage all the areas of your life. Everything from your calendar. You'll be able to pick the things that go on your calendar based on your why. Your to-do list. You'll know what things go on your to-do list and what things don't. You'll be able to pick your friends. Okay, these people are good friends. They fit my why. These people aren't. I'm not going to waste my time there. And I'm not saying you're being mean to them or anything or, you know, hey, get out my life. What I'm saying is you pick people who build you up and are part of your why. Even your hobbies, the things that you do to spend your time, uh, when you get married, the kind of woman you want to marry, you know, all of those things, the family you want to have, all of those things flow from our why. That's why it's so important. That's why I, I challenge men to find their purpose, find their why. And here's the cool thing about it. Just pick one. Just pick one and move in a direction. You think, well, what if I get it wrong? Well, it's easier to move if you're doing something. You don't want to just stay there. You see, our why guides us through the many choices we have to make every day. And what that does is that, that helps us keep unnecessary distractions from hurting us. And a lot of times as men, we use those distraction things so we don't really have to think about the reality that we don't have a purpose in our life. And that's why a lot of men are silent. A lot of men are silent is because they don't really know what they believe. They don't really know what their why is. So they just kind of stay busy. They just kind of do stuff. And our why is that thing that keeps us moving, even when life gets hard. You know, life's going to throw curveballs. Unexpected changes are going to happen. Things that you didn't expect, sometimes things you don't want, they're going to come. And you could have the best life plan in the world, but then you start living life and sometimes you get slapped upside the head with life. But if you know your why and your purpose, it keeps you moving. You say, okay, I was going this direction. 
well, this happened, so I can't go that way. Let me go another direction. And that picking, that's part of our growth. And as men, what we have to do is prioritize and pick. And the thing that empowers us to do that is our why. Now, some men, they're afraid of choices, so they just avoid them. That's why they stay silent. They don't want to make a choice because maybe they made a bad choice at one time and got hammered for it. Maybe they chose wrong, and so they're afraid to choose again. And what we want to do is be men who aren't afraid to pick because that's kind of that part of overcoming our silence. A lot of men, their silence is just kind of not committing to anything. They don't want to pick because they're afraid. But here's the deal. You've got to pick. You know, as men, we can't do everything and we don't want to just do nothing. We want to pick. We want to pick a direction. And when we know our why, we have priorities. And those priorities free us up from just existing or floating through life. It brings direction to our life. Even if everything in our life gets turned around, if all kinds of bad things happen, unexpected happens, your why keeps you moving. And sometimes that's the most important thing. And again, you may say, what if I choose the wrong direction? Well, I'll say it all the time. A moving car is much easier to steer than a parked car. And that's why we need to move as men. We've got to figure out why we're here and just pick a direction. And what that, is, that does is that builds up our confidence and we overcome the silent tendencies that so many men seem to have. All right, guys, closing out the show today, let's understand that every man can overcome the silent man syndrome, but it does take work. I wish I could tell you that it's easy. I wish I could tell you the three steps that you have to do to overcome, you know, every hard thing in your life. If I could do that, I would write a book and I would be a bajillionaire. I don't know what a bajillion dollars is, but I would if I could write that book. But here's the deal. Overcoming a silent man syndrome takes work. But isn't everything worth having? Doesn't it take work? It just does. So what you have to do as a man is understand you've got to play the long game. Understand it's going to take time and be okay with that. You're not going to fix everything overnight. Start getting just a little better in each area or in one area. And then you've got to travel the inward journey. Every man needs to understand his own thoughts and feelings because every man has them. Every man is passionate and your passion is a power source for your life. And if you don't tap into it, you're missing a huge part of your life and what it's all about. And then the third thing you've got to do as a man is decide your why. As men, we have to decide our why because it brings so much foundation to all of our other decisions. So I want to challenge you today to start choosing, start picking, start figuring out, okay, where do I need to start? What area do I need to pick? And I would encourage you, if you're going to really delve into that inward journey, get some help, get some coaching. Don't try to do this alone. Find some people who can help you. Get a counselor, whatever you got to do. Don't do it alone. Because here's the deal. When you begin this journey, when you play the long game, you take the inward journey, you figure out your why, you're going to be stronger. You're going to be the man you were created to be. And you're going to be a positive influence in our world. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. 
Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David DeMaxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.